0: This episode of Full Nerd, new Ryzen CPUs, GPU prices finally getting better, and your questions answered. Hello, Welcome to episode 210 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gord Mong, with co host Brad Charkis. Hello, Internet. And Eleni, as always, a pleasure Hello. to have her and Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh
1: you know what this this actually might be the last time I control the verticals and horizontals with this streaming oh. machine. This is uh, I I am very excited. We have a live build going on tomorrow. Please please join us over on YouTube. Uh I'm 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 rebuilding or not rebuilding. I'm building a new streaming machine and oh boy, I am very excited. Uh also a little nervous because uh I I'm I'm pretty embarrassed by the state of this this build <laughs> so i'm i'm going to show it off tomorrow uh but yeah i'm 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 very uh, embarrassed <laughs> By by what it is and and how it looks and w- what it's been through over the years, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow. But this might be the the last time on these verticals and I have a good
0: suggestion for a, a build. I'm I'm in a, I'll we'll talk about it tomorrow because I don't want to sidetrack us because huh. we got some we got a lot of got big news here yeah. from AMD. Wait, what's what's the news, Gordon? The news is, and uh, we have an official launch date for. I I need to put this in front of me so I don't screw up the model numbers because my brain is still not functioning yet. We have an official launch date for the. Highly anticipated Ryzen seven five thousand eight hundred X three D. That is, of course, a you know eight core Ryzen seven five thousand eight hundred X with the cache stacked on top of it, the V cache. They've been talking about it since what late last year. People are very enthused about it. Uh, unfortunately, only one part, but it will go on sale on April twentieth make drug references now and uh <laughs> the claim to fame is you know it uh, i have to look for the lawyer term here does
2: it say uh, yeah. uh no. it is they say it is the world's most advanced desktop gaming processor and says it will deliver the fastest 1080p gaming across select titles when compared to others in the market <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, um, wow, that is some lawyering there. There's, I definitely, to say that. <laughs> right there. there's definitely like that. You like, were just going to say best gaming CP, right? Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So basically, it is, it is a a chip with more cash that does a gaming. Um, obviously, they have done their internal analysis and they are still claiming again, it's the world's most advanced desktop gaming processor. Um, so uh, that will be coming out in April 20th, uh, and the price that had been sort of leaked and batted around previously looks like it is accurate. It's $449. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is the same price that the 5800X originally launched at. So
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's a little tough now because everything's kind of compressed now because the other parts are uh, lower in cost. So, honestly, I, I think people might be a little less enthused, it feels like, you know, because of the pricing and then the fact that, that it's not a, a, a full claim of best gaming CPU or or best CPU. It's really the most advanced gaming CPU, which uh, sort of maybe telegraphs a little bit about what to expect. Uh, the exciting news, though, is there's six new other CPUs, uh, three Zen 3s, three Zen 2s. At the top, we have the Ryzen 7 5700X. That's an 8-core, 16-thread. Boost is 4.6, bases, is 3.5, full 36. People have only been asking for that
2: since the day that the lineup launched.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be 65-watt 65 T- 65 TDP, 36 megs of cash, 299 price, price, uh, suggested retail price. Uh, after that, there's going to be a Ryzen 5 5600, Zen 3s, 612 configuration, 4, four boost, 3.5 base, 35 megs of cash. Also 65 watts. They're all 65-watt uh, parts. I'll stop saying that. This one will actually come uh, with a Wraith cooler, 199 The 5700X, you know, again, because it's for higher-end gaming, does not come with a Wraith cooler, which is always a bummer to people. Uh, and then we have the uh, Ryzen 5 5500 Zen 3 612 uh, configuration, 4-2 boost, 3-6 base, 19 megs of cash uh a a key difference is it is only gen 3 for pcie support it does come with a wraith cooler but hey 159 bucks so you're going to save some you're going to save some cash on there and then we now get uh interestingly um three zen 2 chips there's a ryzen 5 4600g g of course tells you it's got radeon graphics Uh, Zen 2 cores, 612 configuration, 4.2 boost, 3.7 base, 11 megs of cache. Uh, Gen 3 support comes with a Wraith stealth and 154 bucks. But you know, the nice thing is you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna give up some performance because of Zen 2 over that 5,500, but you're getting an APU. Doesn't really state what the level is here. I'll have to dig into that a little bit. Uh, Ryzen 5, 4,500. Zen 2 cores, 612 configuration. Wow, a lot of 612s. Mm-hmm. Um, 4.1, 4.1 boost, 3.6 base, 11 megs of uh, L3 cache. It almost feels like this is just like, hey, we turned off the APU on this one because they were bad. Um, <laughs> Gen 3 support, rate the stealth, 129 bucks again, which isn't which isn't bad because, I mean, over that, if you're not going to need that graphics, you can definitely shave off some cash if you're going to use an existing GPU. And then the bottom here is a Ryzen 3 4100 Zen 2 cores, four cores, eight threads, four gigahertz boost, three, eight base, uh, six megs of cache, 65-watt uh, TDP uh, Gen 3, and a Wraith Stealth for 99 bucks.
3: Um, I just looked it up. The 4600G is seven cores okay. uh, for those Radeon graphics
0: but it's it's basically um, existing so our the previous its uh, previous G part is not like the what we're seeing in the 6000s with the uh RDNA 2 stuff so
2: yep 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 those are an interesting lineup uh obviously people have been asking for the 5700X for, for a while this is clearly to me uh AMD finally responding to the lower half of the market, you remember it came out two years ago, I think at this point, a year and a half ago, and everyone's like, wow, this is all expensive parts, it's all upper end stuff, and we haven't seen any more affordable stuff. At the time, you know, Intel's 11th gen chips were the ones they were competing against, which weren't super impressive, uh, we've had chip shortage going on, so it kind of made sense at the time, but now that Alder Lake is here uh it's clear that amd is responding to that threat i'm really interested to see how the 5600 stacks up against the uh twelve four hundred, i believe it is uh the good affordable part as well as i'm very curious to see how that 4600g stacks up as an affordable apu because everyone was freaking out when this generation's apus came out and they were all higher priced six and eight core parts so now we mm-hmm. finally get an affordable apu again
3: uh, I'm super stoked to see that 4100 because it's been two over a little over two years I think since we last saw a part in that range and that was almost kind of like I don't want to call it vaporware because it doesn't really apply but it was so hard to get a 3100 that effectively didn't exist
0: from AMD. Yeah, I you got to you got to figure that probably the next Intel presentation will say Alder Lake effect. Look, AMD <laughs> wasn't lowering offering anything to that that like low to the entry level at all until we showed up with Alder Lake. Cause Intel has been arguably just crushing the mm-hmm. <laughs> existing mm-hmm. AMD parts on price performance and AMD's re- now responded again. Hey, isn't competition great, folks?
2: AMD's responded it. by sort of adjusting its plan. I find it interesting that to respond, they had to trot Zen 2 back out. A lot of these are Zen 2-based things, everything under 150 bucks, which makes sense, I guess. But, yeah, this is not the latest and greatest chips. It has Gen 3 PCIe, so just things to pay attention to when you're buying.
0: Yeah, and I, I on the face of it, my guess is they are going, when you're going to put a Zen 2 core up against a low-end Intel, the Intel part's probably going to win. I mean, for most, especially most things that you're doing at that low end, I haven't. Again, I've not seen any performance numbers, and I haven't really had a chance to sit down and look at the the uh, the price and and the configurations. But you know, the Intel cores are you're still even in that lower end. You're you're getting God, what is it? Whatever Cove core, I whatever the I can never remember the the Cove names for their cores. But <laughs> you're getting their latest 12th gen cores, and I think in general they're going to outperform Zen. But, you know, AMD is not going to just ship a part that they they aren't going to at least try to get to be more price competitive with the Intel part. So it could be closer than expected. But I would think I would put my money on Intel in a lot of ways, even even not is, even this, being able to look at it too hard.
2: That's true. But this is, I think, as you said, a great thing, competition like this has been an untouched area for two years for AMD. Yeah. And now, even though it is Zen two, hey, there's competition here now. And once these are here and actually people are paying money to buy these chips, the market's going to shake itself out. Because if Intel you know, chips do manage to be faster, then these will naturally see a price drop if people aren't buying them. So, again, competition's great. Uh, <clears throat> another big part of this announcement that I'm personally stoked for as a first-gen Ryzen owner that includes that competition uh is that AMD also announced that they will be bringing official Ryzen 5000 processor support to select 300-series motherboards. So 300-series motherboards launched alongside first-gen Ryzen parts, uh, and they originally were not going to let Ryzen 5000 run on anything but newer motherboards. People freaked out. They relented and let Ryzen 4000 motherboards support Ryzen 5000 uh you know back when that launched and now they're finally bringing out it for select 300 series motherboards i have personally a higher end uh gigabyte x370 model uh i've been looking to upgrade my pc for a little bit and at this point like if i wanted to get the latest amd or intel chips it would involve whole new motherboards it would involve you know basically a whole build but Assuming that my model gets selected for the new beta BIOSes, uh, I could theoretically drop, you know, one of these new Ryzen 5000 chips in it and just do a drop and replace rather than replace my whole thing. So that's kind of a cool way to for AMD to compete against Intel's more affordable chips saying, hey, if you already got a Ryzen chip, you know, it's a lot cheaper just to buy a 5600 than it is to buy a 12400 and a whole new motherboard and DDR5 RAM, so...
0: Yeah, and I just want to make sure people understand this. If you have an older X370 or whatever board, it's not guaranteed it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Basically, the the motherboard vendor probably has to go through and validate that board to be able to run those chips, and then they will offer this beta BIOS. Beta, of course, whether it ever comes out of beta, we don't know, but it will allow people to run newer processors in older boards. Um, Although, the thing that kind of gets me is... AMD flat out said, look, this is real. We're not because when they sort of limited the 5000s on those older platforms, a lot of people got really hot. And um, mm-hmm. AMD's response is like, look, we're not just simply doing this just to to be angry and make you upgrade. There are legitimately a lot of things that may or may not work on these things. Right. So it just it mm-hmm. just may it just doesn't make sense to do it now. Sort of they've done an about face saying, oh, go ahead and do it. But I, you know, I thought you said you couldn't do it. But, you know, I guess. Obviously saying, well, it's only going to work on some boards is is sort of their answer. Yeah. And this is kind of what they didn't want to happen in the first place, where it's just sort of like it may or may not work. And, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it just makes it really messy. As much as people hate Intel for always inducing new platforms and new sockets, it does make everything work. You know, generally, it's just like it's just going to work. So, And it brings yep. everybody up to speed on the new platform. And you got to pay for it, of course. But it does... Trying to allow people to to run legacy hardware is often very, very messy and, and sometimes really not worth it. So
1: God I f- I feel I agree. like that's something we we should almost test get a fifty eight hundred X three D and put it in a, a cheap B three fifty motherboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, well it's oh, well, have right. to
3: be on the list first. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you right. can do it in just anyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to find one that's gonna have support for and you know, you have to look at the board, figure out which one it's gonna support. I guess, like, would you really put a four hundred and fifty dollar CPU into a eighty five dollar motherboard? I mean, there no. are people
1: who do it. Well, but uh, I mean, more as like a thought experiment, like where where does it break down? Like, what, what's you know, if you take the 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 highest end chip and and throw it in the the cheapest you know lowest end motherboard, like what what's the what's 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 the limits even look like? You know.
0: Yeah, know. you know, you would think. If they if they didn't under under engineer too much, you know, stock speeds, it's going to be so close to another higher end board at stock speeds, it's going to be fine. So it's really yeah. r- when you push it hard. So
2: it'll probably be limited. My guess would be to higher end, more expensive ones that have nicer VRMs and stuff like that. Because like first gen Ryzen when it came out, I mean, it came out, it maxed out at eight cores and around four gigahertz is what it ran. And, you know, at this point, the Ryzen 5000 series chips are up to 16 cores with the 5950X. You know, they're getting up to 5 gigahertz, and they have much higher IPC. So, like... AMD deserves a lot of kudos for supporting what they can for so long. I'm glad it's finally happened. Yeah.
3: Isn't it that they're also doing A320 too, though? Like, I don't think there's going to be many of those. Yeah. But I actually think it's pretty awesome that they would go that far back and to that level because it's basically saying, like, hey, we see you, budget gamers or budget, sorry, budget uh, PC owners.
0: Yeah. There's actually that slide. I don't know if you showed that. I I showed it. Ryzen Motherboard. Yeah. it will sort of sometimes support it. So, <laughs> I, I, I do think the other thing that's that's it can't not be mentioned as well is it may be an indicator of how much pricing pressure and how much pressure Intel's putting on them. There have been a lot of indicators that Intel people are actually buying these 1210 parts, a lot of them, and they are suddenly now like sort of the preferred part for a lot of people for AMD. So I was like, hey, how do we get more chips, CPUs into people's hands? Let's just let people... They've been saying they've been wanting to upgrade their 370. It's a great way to move some 5,000 parts if you can now suddenly drop in a 5,000 part into your X370. So I don't know if that would have... I'm almost certain they would not have done this if there was not pressure from Intel right now because it's a mm-hmm. legit you know, alternative, arguably in some cases definitely better. So it's it is clever to do this, but you know they wouldn't have done it without the
1: the pressure yeah. they're under. Well, and, and not yeah, that, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, that, not to mention the new parts. So, you know, I'm looking at the the older parts, and I mean, on Newegg right now, 5600 X is 228. You know, so that's the price the is definitely coming down. <laughs> coming down on on a lot of those parts. So the competition's
3: <laughs> good for us, uh, all of us.
1: Yeah. I really
2: want to update my whole system because I would love to get PCIe Gen 4. I'd love to get some of the newer stuff. But being able to just spend 200 bucks and get one of those and drop it into my existing system is pretty compelling, to be honest, if it decides to get that new beta BIOS.
3: But, I mean, that's the great thing about this. You can start there, right? Like, mm-hmm. You can start by getting that chip. And then when you see a deal on a motherboard that you like, you get that. Mm-hmm. You, don't have to, you don't have to do it all at once the way you would you know, doing a, a change with Intel. Yep. Where
0: where do you think most of those boards were running so if he had like uh, you know an older board like an X370 or you know like mm-hmm. a, whatever A320 what cpu do you think they probably had in there like w- when do you think he, it would be worth going to a 5000 f- from i mean i mean definitely what would they probably have like what zen 2s mostly were they mostly be zen 2s in those boards
1: Ooh, or, we, we do have some pe- we First, do have some forward. people in the chat who are still on uh yeah Zen 1, first Zen
2: gen. 2. Yeah. Yeah. 300 came out with first gen. That's what I have. I have an 1800X and an X370 board. And I don't need 8 cores, 16 threads as much. Like, I primarily use gaming. So if I could just drop in a 5600X, even though it would be fewer cores and threads, it might give me a gaming boost for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And that very well be worthwhile for me.
0: Yeah. And I'd yeah. be down with
2: that too. What are you, Elena?
3: Oh, well, I was just going to say that. I think this is actually a pretty, uh, like, someone in the chat just said, I think it was uh, uh, Ruru2, Ruru said that, you know, going to A320 is kind of above and beyond in some ways, just because so often, you know, they're going. most companies are going to be looking at mid and high tier because that's more a little bit more where your money is. But, you know, honestly, if you had an A320 board with a Ryzen 3 1200, going to a 4100 would be quite the boost, I think, at this point. So, I mean, if that works... And you happen to be lucky enough to have a board that gets the you know update, then I mean that's that's a really affordable upgrade for your computer.
1: Yeah, uh, we have a, a, a twisted uh, says they have an eighteen hundred X on an Asrock Tai Chi X three seventy, and we actually a cartoon man says I'm still on an FX eighty three fifty. Oh boy, um, <laughs> yeah, I still FX. have that a
2: computer upstairs.
1: The
0: FX is like that it's like that song we don't talk about fx i think is the
3: <laughs>
0: uh i'm sorry fx fans just, uh, just, uh, and i you know really going from an 1800x to a 5700x although that's a lot of money but still that is a significant increase because you're getting zen three for, zen one was incredible in its day for core count but hey you put that 5700x maybe you can run windows 11 <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 maybe
3: Went right for the throat.
0: Hey. No, Jeez. just because you know, oh. there are some parts that you would think could run Windows 11, but
2: mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, but loved, no, I, I remember I, back when this came out. I love my 1800X, I have no complaints about the system. I haven't run into any of the issues like USB issues and stuff that other people have complained about. I haven't run into any of that. I love this system. Uh, however, even when it first came out back in the day, I got a lot of flack from the internet about an article I wrote, because they were going nuts with the pre-orders for this, and it turned out they didn't game much faster than the 3570K, that's like a decade old that I had at the time. Uh, so at this point, like, if I can just drop in a $200 5600X, like, that very well might be worth it for me.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I do think that for a gamer, even, I almost wonder... God, what were the clocks in the 1800X? It's been such a long time, but,
2: you know... Four-ish, 50... 4.2, I think.
0: Yeah, so, like, going... Uh, is that worth 160 bucks? Yeah, probably not. For gaming, mm-hmm. like, a pure gaming build, would it be worth... I mean, I'm just kind of like $200. What would that... So, you would legit, especially if you have a decent GPU, you're pushing 1080p, I mean, you could legitimately get 20% more performance by changing mm-hmm. your
1: CPU, right, so... Uh, mm-hmm. at l- some more CPU-bound games, Cor- yep. according to Userbench, the trusted website, uh, it's twenty-nine percent faster <laughs> in effective speed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean,
0: there's definitely some games.
1: Fifty-six hundred X. I'm sorry, the X part.
0: You, you could definitely, you know, that that's a worthy upgrade, especially if you're if you. And the the real gift is for X three seventy users, right? Because I would imagine most of the lower end. Lower end crowd, they're never going to upgrade because they have, they're just not. It's just not that crowd. They just buy a whole new computer. Generally, that's how they upgrade. But if you bought an X three seventy and you've got a higher end, like a Tai Chi board was pretty high end at that point. So Mm -hmm. that is a that is a really worthy upgrade. So that's that's honestly almost like the bigger news than the X three D part. You know,
2: what do you you all? We'll see where the X three D part comes out. There's obviously no third-party data for the X3D at this point. They said it's coming out a month from now, so we'll see. Hopefully, we, they set out review things. We'll see how it lands a month from now.
0: But, how do you feel about the pricing? 450 I mean, 449 Sorry, a
2: dollar. <laughs> pricing? <laughs> uh, if they, they've they been positioned against the 12900K, which makes it, you know, if it does wind up being faster net, that, that's easy marketing. Uh, but the thing about that is... Like it's hard to recommend the top end chips for anybody for pure gaming. Like I think most people would be much better off with a twelve seven hundred K, and that's right around the same price four hundred to four fifty. So it's really going to depend how the benchmarks shake out.
0: I just had to look at like what a fifty. Actually, I guess just... I needed to find out what a fifty nine hundred X goes for because that's.
2: I w- I will say that, in the bo- if you're a gamer like me, in the battle of PCIe rebar. Uh, the Intel and NVIDIA PCI rebar has not been anywhere near as advantageous as an AMD-based system. So if you're interested for pure frame rates, that might even play into your equation. Hmm. I wonder if that
0: is – I mean, I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but I guess it's the advantage of having Radeon and Ryzen both built in the same place. So mm-hmm. you can imagine that NVIDIA is probably – Looking forward, and in both Intel and NVIDIA are looking forward to improving. Maybe who knows? Because the Intel <laughs> Intel got its own parsee. i uh, just look. 5900X uh, is 449 dollars all day. Best Buy, B and H, Newegg, StockX. So, yeah. so the same yeah, price, essentially
1: that's, the same price now. Yeah. But yeah. you get
0: what's that? 12 core. So, yeah, cores, yeah. So then it comes down to what you're
2: doing on your machine. So, yep, that's cool. I dig that actually. You know, same price. You know, if you need more cores, we got more cores. If you need more gaming speed, possibly have more gaming speed. We'll know when the reviews come out.
0: Yeah, and you know, I want to point this out. So, um, because for them to make their claims of being... um, they're They're basically making their advanced because it's... They're saying it's the most advanced because it is based on this. See, again... If you were like AMD and Intel, you show your homework. You're just not like Apple and saying, <laughs> here's the answer. How do I know you just didn't copy this from the internet and paste it? I wouldn't need to show work. I, no, that's it. That's, that's it. We're just faster. Mm-hmm. Bars longer. That's it. We're done. So for uh, AMD, they're saying, to make the claim of the most advanced gaming desktop processor, it's because 7 nanometer, a hey, 7 nanometer with 3D cache, so that's the argument for that, and they're basically saying their argument of being the. It's and and again, this is a very. I because I need to read this out exactly so that you can. They're saying that it is the. Um, come on. It is the. Uh, an eight-core processor that is the first to feature 3 cast delivering the fastest 1080p gaming across select titles when compared to others in the market. <laughs> Subnote three, which is? That basically a lawyer. Yeah, right I, I, that, and again, but you have to say that because you can't just say, hey, nope, we're just better. I, yeah, we're just, just, hey, we just, hey, let's check it out. Four
1: times faster.
0: We're four times faster. We don't even, what are you basing of that on? Four we don't fast, care.
1: In what? <laughs> why do
0: we have to show our homework i can tell you i did my homework teacher but this looks like your friends In fact, expect- wait a minute he's got his signature at the bottom oh so that that ba- is based on based on testing by amd as of december performance evaluated in watchdogs legion far cry 6 gears 5 final fantasy oh, xiv shadows of the tumor shadow of the tomb raider and csgo all games tested at 19 by 10 with high in-game preset or equivalent system configuration with an X3D reference board and two 8-gig DDR4-3600 DIMMs. Huh, okay. And that is compared to a 12900K. Look, they're even spelling out what they're compared to. Look at that. showed your homework. A-plus there.
1: (laughs) Apple, I need
0: to talk to you after class. Core (laughs) i9-12900K and ROG Maximus Z690 Hero Board with BIOS to 16-gig. DDR5 5200s and both with RTX 3080s on the uh 472.12 drivers. So those that set of games is why they're saying it's the it's <laughs> that select it's the best gaming CPU for 1080p gaming in select titles. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> is the claim to fame name, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll have to see. Obviously, yeah. I mean, testing. clearly, there's other ones that I think they're going to be better in, and then clearly, there's going to be some that Intel's better in. Yeah. Right,
1: so. uh, it'd, be, also, it'd be
2: so hilarious if it was said on the boss. If it was like big letters, the best gaming CPU. Dot. 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 There at the bottom, it's dot. 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 In select title <laughs>
1: <da, da>, <laughs> uh, but uh, also remember that at, at ces right after they announced this or they talked about this the twelve nine hundred ks right yeah uh, which then they came out and was like oh this is the fastest uh, so you know right we'll see uh but also a uh, new tech uh friend of the show for on on youtube did mention this earlier best gaming at 1080p are we still in the 1080p era, gordon
0: we are uh 360 hertz panel that's those those high 4K gaming is for suckers. I've, I've, I have to admit now, although I do game at 4K, but <laughs> that's me. I'm the game I play. You don't even have to have reflexes or a brain. So, you know that. <laughs> but for if for the most popular games in the world, 1080p, it's where it's at, especially a high refresh. High refresh has really, really changed the math on this, because, as you said, when the 1800X came out. Everybody in the internet said, hey, what's up with the gaming? Everything you're basically like twenty percent slower than comparable Intel, like almost everything at 1080p. And, and if you run it at lower resolution, where you are less and less GPU bound, it definitely is not as fast as the Intel comparable Intel KB Lakes at the point at that point. And people just got they they said, well, nobody plays 1080p. Now,
1: of course, this is a part specifically <laughs> tailored for 1080p
0: gaming internet. So
1: yeah, well, but they paired it with a 3080. So I guess just to remove the gpu yeah equation, yeah you know, i mean because
0: yeah. you you know yeah it, if you wanted to pair this with you know a, you know a, a 1050 or uh you know it, it would be they would all be exactly the same because you're so gpu mm-hmm. so right,
1: yeah that makes sense um uh we, we got a couple super chats i want to get to over on youtube uh, a friend of the show Eek 44 gave us 89 danish crone thank you so much that uh uh, t- to adam so he can upgrade to a danish coffee you know yeah maybe i'll get a coffee tomorrow um thank you uh bory zero <clears throat> friend of the show gave us five uh pounds i guess was channeling dr ian kutcher said what's your minimum spec amd says six core 12 thread because all all of the or the the, the non g lineup is, is all six core now huh
0: mm. Well, There's the a, at least six. Yeah, four four four. for all the oh, non-GS. Oh,
1: okay, okay, yeah. But there is yeah, that, that that one. Ryzen three. That's a you
0: know eight uh, four four eight. Got it, got it. And yeah. They also don't. They don't but, say what the configuration is, but I'm going to guess they're single CCDs. We don't really know though, so.
2: It is cool to also look at this like again, looking backwards in time when first gen Ryzen did first come out. If you still have one of those three hundred series motherboards uh you got to remember four cores and eight threads were the absolute tip top of the market that's like that wasn't available in 99 nine dollar parts now it is that's great so crazy how things have changed there's still room for four core eight thread parts so what was the last
0: high-end 7700k was indeed the last high-end quad core right yeah. i mean that was
2: yeah 8700k 8, added a couple more cores.
0: yeah so 7700k was quad core KB lake and that was three. I mean, the normal three hundred dollars, three twenty nine. Mm-hmm. So yep, this yeah, is 20, a budget part for ninety nine Hmm? Seventeen? That
3: twenty seventeen?
0: Five years? Yeah, ago? I think so. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, AMD really just this this last five years, yeah, arguably years thanks to AMD's advancements, has just been been crazy. You know, now of mm-hmm. course Intel's back in the game, and we got we got a real we got a real ball game. But AMD really pushed everything forward on the core counts. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Also, we got a five dollar or five euro Uh, super chat. Thank you so much from friend of the show Eternal Duo A uh, said uh, Zen two makes sense when AMD is considering the A three twenty X three seventy upgrades on AM four. So yep. Yep. Uh, And then yeah, we got a kind of a a future question. You know, kind of looking to the future uh, from Hugo Gonzalez asked. uh, So is three D cache a side project or a sneak peek of the future? Is three D cache going to be standard on Zen four? I
0: think the official answer from AMD when they, they, that was discussed, like, are we going to see this everywhere? And, you know, they, they never, they never telegraph what's coming out, but basically they will make decisions based on what makes sense because you can't say, hey, we're going to do all stack parts. Intel comes out with something that knocks you out of the water and you're paying for it and doesn't. So it'll be it based. Because it does come with a price premium. It comes yeah. with a price premium, and you know, I mean, there's just so many advancements coming. You know, maybe not some sitting on top, but of the actual dies themselves, maybe it'll be next to the dies. Maybe it'll be you know, a, again, like all joined up together with UCIE. Who knows? I mean, there's just you. You can't make any decisions to you know what what you're going to be going against, and and it is also it sort of tells you sort of the the how hard it is to be these companies because you're trying to predict where the competition is going based on what they have access to from the fabricators with the technology that they can hit. So you have to sort of aim microarchitecture. and believe me, I'm not Ian. This is like an Ian kind of question, but I just know like mm. damn, you're like, you're going to launch this rocket to go somewhere and you better hope that when you get there, it's ready right. and you just, <laughs> and that's and that was actually the story of Rocket Lake on the 11th Gen on desktop in a lot of ways because it was like they basically had to do something. They knew they were stuck Intel, they were stuck with fourteen nanometer. They did they did they basically ported the the design over to fourteen nanometer and then they launched it figuring, well, what are we gonna do, right? And then of course, by the time they start you start down that path, AMD had come out with, you know, Ryzen five thousand and sort of like very things were and it was it's like they got down to the planet and it was totally different like hey <laughs> like it's like elon musk gets to mars and jeff bezos is already there built the city it's like what the hell you know <laughs> i guess i bet for, wrong
2: for that question uh right when the 5800 x 3d which is a very long name was announced at ces uh rob Halleck and frank azor came on the show and did an interview uh if y'all haven't seen that you should go see it it was pretty insightful actually i found it was a really interesting conversation But I forget the exact quote, but we asked Rob Halleck that, and he said something along the lines of, it's another tool that they have in their toolbox now. Like, they'll apply something like 3D stacking where it makes sense. Like, in this, they're trying to get the world's fastest gaming processor. This doesn't really help content creation tasks, so that's why we're not seeing, like, a 5950X with this in it. Uh, And so I think it's something that we'll probably see more of in the future, but it'll depend highly on the part and what it's trying to do.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because it, I remember being briefed down at um, Intel, and when they did the original, oh, God, Crystal Well, that was the original part. So, remember, that was basically a, a Haswell part with a bunch of um, yep. embedded DRAM on there. It was really cool. Uh, you know, obviously, it really improved the graphics performance of that CPU, and they had somebody from Adobe... And they were saying, yeah, this is going to be really awesome. We we really think, you know, this this embedded DRAM and having this cache on there really it aids us. And I will tell you, that was such a long time ago. Anon from Anon Tech was there because he was talking to <laughs> me. And, you know, really, it felt like it it would really sort of aid these, you know, content creation. But it's it's interesting to me now. We've gotten to like, well, actually, these big-ass caches don't. It's for gaming for the most part, and it's not really helping us <laughs> anywhere else. So, I wonder if it would help if they had, um, it would definitely help an APU, right? Because then you sort yeah. of like the APU performance would really get a, a big buff. And then maybe that encoding performance that's happening on there would make a difference on your media encode engines. But we'd, you know, it's just, you're not, you're not going to be able to slap this V cache onto an APU and then charge it, charge, you know, 180 bucks for it and make money. It nope. feels like at least not today. Yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe that. Maybe it'll be there in two to three years or or, or next year or so, but, you know, fun stuff to think
1: about. Uh, We do have a question from uh, the Villain of the Year. Why do they still need the X? Can't they just call it 5800 3D? (sighs) You know what's interesting, too, because this
0: actually came out in Tom's Hardware. They had a post quoting somebody else saying that apparently... An early motherboard, and I've not asked AMD this. I I really should go back as we get close to the launch. There is a big question as to whether you can overclock 5800X3D. Um, And um, Jared over at uh, uh, Tom's Hardware was kind of poking me in the face because when we did the interview with AMD, they don't really answer that. Um, And it's sort of up in the air because they have not confirmed that you can overclock um 5800 x 3d there is apparently some leaked information that it may not
3: but that's weird because if it can't why would they leave the x in the name right
0: yeah so that's why it's one of those things where i don't really know what to believe it could just simply could be the information's wrong or maybe at that time that that motherboard vendor didn't have the the geese's to overclock it who knows you know, but I imagine it is going to be a little more difficult to overclock this part. Or maybe it just Probably. doesn't. Maybe it's just like, you know what? There's no reason to overclock it because it don't overclock for squat. So we're not going to <laughs> yeah, let you. You do could. Anything. You or- could. But <laughs> if I go, please do. But yeah. it won't do anything. You're not going to get yeah.
3: it anywhere. Um, I mean, it sounds like that could be the case. But, I mean, if they have the X in the name, I would assume that they don't actually lock it down. It's just more like a you can try it, but you're going to get like. Beep, so
1: yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: like, AMD isn't like Intel. The X doesn't necessarily signify you can overclock, because you can overclock on pretty much everything else with AMD. I think X just is like, this is the higher-end version of, a, like, if they put out another 5800. But I honestly wouldn't be too disappointed if you couldn't overclock it. Like, I want to be able to overclock it and play with it from an enthusiast's point of view, but from a practical standpoint, I would think that overclocking it with that memory on top might get kind of rough, because it's right, sitting right on top of the chips. Right. And honestly, we talked about on the show a couple of times, like modern day intelligent boosting, you know, all that stuff, precision boost overdrive and all that stuff is so smart that there's honestly very little overclocking Android to begin with. So I, I wouldn't – it would be a bummer if you can't overclock it, but I wouldn't call it a disaster by any stretch.
0: But I guess the thing is we need to, we need to, to be precise ourselves because – if that motherboard vendor, and you don't ever know if there's a loss in translation to it, it's like, yeah, this thing can't overclock. Or oh, really, you can't overclock it. You mean locked part? I can't, I literally cannot change the ratios or any of that stuff. Maybe the board vendor's like, no, you can try to overclock it. It's unlocked. It's got the X in it. It's unlocked. But yeah, you're not going to get squat diddly do is, is, I think there's a very clear difference between. Preventing you from overclocking it, and actually, mm, you're not going to get anything. That's true. You know, so yeah. that's
3: still. I mean, Brad, you're right. My my brain just went a little haywire there. But uh, even with the the fact that they didn't lock the other parts, the X has always kind of implied that this mm-hmm. is the one that if you wanted to get a little more out of it, you could. So it's still strange that they would leave that kind of like yep. nomenclature in there.
0: Yeah, I'm. But it, to me, the the important part is is whether it's a locked part because if it is a locked part then that would break from everything else because that's the whole thing is like hey we don't even lock anything go ahead and have fun so i'm gonna guess It'd be strange I, I, be it would be it would feel strange um and then maybe there's a legitimate reasons like oh by the way yeah you are going to blow something up very easily by mm. going very far so maybe it's for your own safety we don't know well we don't know we got to wait all the way till April 20th to find out, which happens (laughs) to be (laughs) legal in California.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I'm I'm sorry. Somebody, I I don't remember who said it in the chat, but they, they should have released it on 420 for 420. Uh, yeah, kinda, you kinda won't be blazing
2: time. those overclock oh
1: <laughs>
0: blazing <laughs> fast speeds yes. yeah. we lock these we lock the multipliers because you'll be too high to be able to overclock it effectively <laughs> it's really I, high.
3: that's that's the reason why high. yeah,
0: high. I don't know, so like I mean but i if it is actually it's, a lot far higher cash,
3: yeah, higher yeah. cash <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. I sense a transition happening soon. No, that, is I. That about
0: to happen? I just want to. We'll see. I, I think people. We need to, you know, reserve judgment. Um, if it is locked, But I'm with you, Brad. And, and it's something that it's ever since the first Turbo Boost. There's for you know because there's two kinds of overclockers. There's overclockers like extreme overclockers where you've spent literally more on your cooling than your than your than your hardware than the rest of the hardware to do that. Mm-hmm. You have the extreme clocks, extreme overclockers. And then sort of, I think the practical overclockers where it used to be like, hey, it's a free 20% performance, right? That to me, mm-hmm. everybody can do it. You can get free 20% more performance. Those days have been gone for more than a decade. I can't remember the last time you could just simply get a free 20% improvement. So it's, I, I to me, it's, it's not a big deal to leave. I know people mm-hmm. like to tinker and all that stuff, but it, yeah. I, it's no big loss. I think.
2: And, and we're going to have to wait and see if this is even true.
0: Again, yeah. this is, yeah. you
2: know, it It seems like it very well might be. But even if it is true, like to me, I'm hardcore. Like I love overclocking. I love work for PC World. We're on the full nerd podcast. Uh, but I would rather give up overclocking if it means cool new technology like this can exist and push stuff forward anyway. Even if it means if I can't turn that up. So
0: it does feel like that's the one thing people are going to focus on, though. If it's a, If it's yeah. an actual locked part people are just yeah. going to flip out mm-hmm. especially at yeah,
1: 450 when you get a 5900x that but yep uh two, two more really good questions uh that i want to get to before we move on uh friend of the show week 44 said uh is it awkward to announce a new low-end cpu pack and try to compete with the 12th gen intel with the ddr4 slash 5 support on intel would it make it more sustainable to go intel Because they're saying theoretically, you know, if you buy DDR4 now, you could switch over to DDR5 motherboard later. You know. Oh well, but but this is the end of the line for Zen. Yeah, no, and well, for Intel,
0: I'm not sure. So they're saying they would build DDR4 and then switch to DDR5 later. Uh, uh, Theoretically, you know, the I I don't think anybody would actually do that. Yeah, because you end up you're you're sort of at that you'll be at a transitionary point where like, hey, I got to toss this DDR4 means that a whole new motherboard. So yeah. if you bought that now and you built it, you're looking at, say, 2023, and then you'll have your choice of Zen 4, whatever, Zen 4 Plus, whatever comes out later, as well as, you know, what, or is it Raptor Lake? And there's just, it'll be, your choices then will be so much better than to try to think of, like, I need to try to recycle these these pair of uh, DDR4. Damn, I'm, you, you know, because you have to throw it anyway. If you had Intel with combo boards... <laughs> it could be different, maybe. I mean, if you like, say, like, "Hey, I'm going to build with uh, 12th gen with DDR4, and then it's a combo board, which sucks, but I can build with DDR4, and then later on move into DDR5 with a newer CPU." That could be different, but you don't have that choice in Intel, so I don't. I don't really see that as being a
3: okay.
1: A real yeah, dilemma. I
3: feel like with DDR5, if you're into that, you're going to wait for you know AM5 to come to see how that shakes out.
1: Yeah. Uh, VC Jester, friend of the show. Uh, gave us five dollars. Huge chat. Thank you so much. Said cooling nerds can still get extra performance without overclocking. Very true. Uh, and then over on Discord uh, had a uh, interesting question. Um, AMD just announced the Ryzen fifty five hundred. New builders may try to combine that with the sixty five hundred XT, but since the fifty five hundred only supports PCIe three, and the sixty five hundred XT only has PC four PCIe lanes, this will probably be a really bad combination. Do you plan to test this?
2: Huh. Uh, I thought that same thing when, or not quite that same thing, but I had that same thought flitted through my brain when I was covering this this morning. Uh, I don't know if we'll test it, to be honest. Uh, but other channels are probably be much more concerned about that than we are, because throughout this whole time I've been saying, if you get a 6500 XT, it's because it's what's available for a price you can afford. You have to use it in what it's made for. 1080p medium, medium to high settings, like and if you stick to that and what it's made for then the drop off from gen 4 to gen 3 really isn't that bad it's if you try to push it beyond what it's used for that you start to feel it so i mean that would just fall right in line with that advice still so
0: yeah and then also i guess you know although we don't test it because there's no built-in benchmarks but if you're looking at top five gaming at 1080p medium which is valorant csgo pubg pubg Mm -hmm. a little more of a stretch but i mean it's, it's not as bad as, as people are making it out to be is basically what Brad is saying. So it's, it's no big deal. Yeah. And the fact that you can actually build a budget box with a six core, you know, Ryzen 5 for 159 bucks and a 6500 XT. Huh. Then you would actually get the advantage of, uh, I, although I kind of wonder what happens with smart boost then. Cause you do give up. Is that, are you a little limited by that? I guess. Not Access, Yeah,
2: God, good Lord. Sam. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm curious to see if that is available for these even. Yeah, stuff. Gen three. Because you know. I'm not sure if that's tied to Gen four or not. Yeah. yeah. That's a good
0: question. But <laughs> I just think, yeah, if you're building a, a sub two hundred dollar CPU, sub two hundred dollar, well, we're not at sub two hundred on the GPU yet, but you're happy yeah, the thing turns on and runs.
1: Uh, actually one more one more thing came in from uh, Wade Wilson uh looking at the eighteen hundred x versus the fifty eight hundred x on paper It should be around eighty five percent i p c eight hundred megahertz and a thousand megahertz on memory i 'd be very interested in seeing a head to head shootout between the uh, uh, two of the first r- gen horizon holdouts is that something gordon would do it might be kind of interesting to be like you know look back now that we've probably seen all of the am4 parts and and compare the the gen on gen increases
0: yeah on the, although i think the more interesting there would be um 1800x or 1700x versus 5700x because if you're especially if you're on one of those older boards that happens to be able to upgrade to me that's a legitimate question because you yeah. want to see how much you get yeah
1: yeah very interesting yeah we we should try that uh we should also also try buying g p nope sorry Oop, wait, what
3: wait i have a question before we move on question. I have a question for all of you um so I was checking and let me know if I got this wrong, but it looks like the wraith prism is dead, like all the new chips coming out is just the wraith stealth mm. So I'm wondering if this means that we're not going to see a Wraith Prism anymore, which I know most people listening probably don't care because they just replaced it with an AIO or like, you know, one of those beefy Noctuas or be quiet coolers. But I have a soft spot, soft spot in my heart for that cooler. So if you're listening, AMD, (laughs) I'm curious, (laughs) are you going to kill it forever? Because I really hope not. That's all. I just want to put it out there.
0: What parts do they come with? They used to come with the X series parts. Yeah, But it was only certain ones, though, because they had different levels of... of...
3: 3,700X was the last one that I recall it coming with.
0: God, that was a...
1: Yeah, that was a cool cooler, right? That was just... I I have one sitting here
2: on a 5,900X,
1: and it works fine. Man, maybe we should film (laughs) an RIP, uh, like an immemoriam segment (laughs) for uh, (laughs) the Prism cooler. But my guess would be yes, because that, I mean... Because that
0: was... You're adding extra costs. You know, but Mm, uh, I think the thing is, one thing you can you can definitely give AMD is they are very, they mm-hmm. understand what the audience wants and they're read They're trying to. You could see like, hey, you know what? If there really is demand for, a, you know, a Wraith Prism with Zen four, maybe they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then that's when you'd bust it out because you wouldn't want to come back and. This is the. This is the. This is you're watching history currently yeah. go well into the rearview mirror with this. So you want to look forward. Mm-hmm. So I would think.
3: No, I get Wraith it. I just hope it doesn't it. mean it's dead. Just that it's on pause.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? GPU prices. You know how no, you know Dang what's it. even <laughs> Okay, but besides that, because I was like, well like- AMD Wraith Prism L E D RGB fan cooler from from so it was from the uh Ryzen 2700 x Um forty six dollars, forty five ninety five on Amazon right now. Somebody just selling the the actual Wraith Prisms for forty five
1: dollars.
3: There was a time where people were actually buying it because they, they, everyone wanted one. And then they, I think they, for a period of time, they did actually sell it standalone. Yeah, they not sure like did. a huge quantity.
0: Yeah, but this actually seems it's a, weird it's, if it's just dead. It seems like it's from it. Well, because it added a cost, right? I mean, it added cost. Yeah, no, and this is not every... There's, there's definitely... Well, they're making good profits, but at the same time, it's really hard. You add more and more stuff to it, it gets harder to get and it limits... It's just... We're just living in a difficult time. God, $45, though, that's crazy. That was a cool, cool. Where
2: are mine? I don't even know where any of mine are. It was cool. That was that era of Reddit. You know, everyone always on Reddit is posting their builds. And in that era, everyone who got the AMD thing made sure to get one of those. So I had the circle and in the build and it. I thought that was cool.
1: Uh, chat was saying 3,900X also had it. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, they
2: got rid of the uh, bundled coolage for the X-Series parts for this new generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just probably too much for yeah. them to handle
1: yeah, well, you can still get plenty of RGB on GPUs these days, right? Yeah, <laughs> and maybe you can snag one. Is it really Is it, is is it, it really getting is it better? Really, is it really, mm, Brad?
2: It is getting better. Like, we danced around this in some recent episodes. Figured we'd talk about it a little bit. Uh, right now, graphics card prices are at their best level since they have been since January of last year. So in over a year, we're at the best prices right now that they are uh that's based off 3dcenter.org who they're a great german site who's been tracking this monthly in europe so this is all tied to the european exchange rate but at this point you're paying 141 percent premium or of the street price of nvidia cards on average these days, and 135% average MSRP for Radeon cards. So 35% over MSRP for Radeon, 41% for NVIDIA, Uh, which is still terrible. Uh, We've talked about that recently. That sucks. These cards launched two years ago. You're like, all right, I can finally only pay 40% surcharge for it. (laughs) Uh, But when you look back to, like, May of last year, it spiked all the way up. You're paying three. Pardon me. Three times the MSRP for NVIDIA cards. Uh, The beginning of this year, it was 87% premium for NVIDIA cards and 83% for Radeon. So prices are moving in the right direction. Uh, A big part of that is Ethereum prices also moving in the right direction. (laughs)
1: Uh, Depending on how you
2: look. So we are starting to see more cards available now like if you wanted to get a graphics card and you're willing to smile and pay that 41 percent premium on a two-year-old graphics card uh then you can probably find some store somewhere willing to sell you a graphics card for that price whereas before they were all just missing everywhere yeah. so things do seem like they're starting to get back to normal not yeah. normal but i i We've had this discussion in the past you got to remember the retailers paid marked up prices for these cards too so even when stock does get back to decent levels which we have no idea if they are or aren't at this point but even once they do like we're gonna have to wait for the retailers to sell through all the stock that they paid extra for from their distributors and stuff like that so but it feels like we might be in that part of the process now at least
3: I feel like there's a little bit of a ray of hope too, just like in alternative methods of getting the card. Cause I feel like EVGA has been having a lot more like drops of cards lately. I think Adam probably can speak a little more to this cause you've been keeping track of the queue more so than I have. Yeah. But I was shocked when you were saying to us on the dis- on discord that, you know, hey, if you want to go grab it, you can get a 3060 TI this morning for mm-hmm. like. List
1: price was it Really? Yeah. evga's less price obviously more than yeah. you know uh than the, the you know founder's edition but yeah no i actually i mean i will say uh yeah i was i, I, I every once in a while check you know evga cuz they're the only ones who, who kind of easily kind of configure, you can just be like ooh in stock and yeah i, I saw 3060 ti's i saw 3070s i saw, saw 3070 ti's 3080 uh, 12 gig 3080 ti uh, you know, d- different versions of them too, kind sure. of cycling in and out. Uh, I will say, actually, uh, I was able to pick up two cards: a 3080 Ti and my EVGA Q from early last year. I guess it was for a 3060 Ti popped up, so I, I, I got one go of those too. Uh, whatever the MSRP was, uh, the, I, I can't remember. Uh, five, five forty. Okay, because I, I can't yeah, remember.
0: It's interesting. I so I went to Newegg just now. I'm at Newegg, and I actually like to use Newegg for referencing prices. Um, because Amazon's algorithm is really, really, um, they're really good at like, hey, I, can you sell me this? Oh, would you be interested in this instead? They never actually show you what you're looking for, whereas Eggs search is a, a little more, um, useful, I think, for, especially for PC components. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, MSI Ventus RTX 3060 12 gig for five, five twenty, which, yeah, that's not great, but it's not, it's not terrible, right? Cause that would have been $900 six months ago, eight months Ugh. ago. So that is amazing that you can just right now, it's not sold right. by Newegg. It's somebody else selling it, but you can, they're shipping it from Newegg, but 520 for 3060. Next step up is a 540. And then looking at 6500 XTs, which actually, That's what I was just
2: looking at, too.
0: Yeah, I kind of like... I'm
1: seeing a Sapphire Pulse, Radeon RX... 230. Yeah, 230, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and a power killer for 230 as well. Yeah, it feels like 6500 XD is coming down a little bit. You know, I think kind of... I just
2: want to add a caveat to something you just said, though. You said it's not great, but it's not terrible. The pricing on that 3060, I would say it's terrible, but it's less terrible still. Well, that's a line (laughs) from from Chernobyl, so it's...
0: (laughs) How many runkins? I don't know. How how was it again? I forget. I don't know. You're revealing me to the uncultured spine. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's it's <laughs> I although it's very interesting because I'm like you know what five twenty yeah, it, it's way better than eight hundred dollars. And I know people who bought video cards after trying for you know eight months, and they I he ended up buying, I mean way a, a worse video card in thirty sixty for more for like seven hundred dollars. So to oh. me, this is a big improvement. Yeah. Um, but I kind of wonder if like this is the absolute worst timing. Cause again, the 6500 XT, you know, Brad was probably one of the few, if not the only person who said this card for the horrible times we live in, this is better than nothing, which I fully agree with. But if sort of like, if we have the entire market just crash within the next two months and then you get like a 6500 6, XT. Do you think they'll actually keep it at $200 or will they have to go like, well, this card probably would have been $100 if it weren't for the times we're in, you know, would they would they have to cut that card for it to be competitive, do you think?
2: I think it'll be 100% like we were just talking about with the Ryzen chips, the new one, too. Like, we'll see if they stack up against Alder. Like, if they don't, people won't buy it. And if people don't buy it, then prices prices get cut. I wonder how that that affects, like, because you
0: pointed out something really good, because if you're If you're a retailer and you've got inventory, you don't want to be left holding the bag when the market crashes. So you want to move it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Yep. But you can't really do that because you've paid. So then you sort of like, well, let's just take a we'll take a we'll take a 10 percent loss on this stuff just to get out of here because we're afraid because they they must see the train coming. Because I think the really unfortunate thing about all this is if it really does go like it has before is it full on goes. You're climbing for the moon, or full on goes. I'm gonna in slam into the earth at Mach 10, right? Because mm-hmm. you're suddenly like you're seeing RX 580s for 125, dollars right? That kind of thing, which is horrible for for AMD for a long time. I mean, the crypto market was really bad for AMD, and as well as in yep. as, as Nvidia. So
2: it almost ruined AMD. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's just that's why people who think they love this, they really don't like the. They certainly enjoy the profits, but they don't like, They really don't like the how unpredictable it is you know so what do they what do you do like are they i kind of wonder if you just committed like we got to sell these things at 200 dollars, and nobody will buy them and you're just stuck with it or do the raw materials lower the costs and everything
2: i would think it depends on whether it's in store stock or not like if you're talking about it's already at a retailer on a store shelf it's already at the end it's been paid for fully by that point like they can adjust that going forward obviously but anything they have in store shelves, I think they'd be hesitant to sell at a loss. Uh, I find it interesting that the new egg shuffle kind of stopped happening. Lloyd Case, who used to work for us, actually uh, pointed that out on Twitter that the new egg shuffle went away basically right around the same time that these started being more widely available, if not necessarily cheaper. Uh, but at the same time, it was also the same time that all the gamers nexus drama was going on so i'm not really sure what the (laughs) cause is there because i would kind of expect to see even more bundles but maybe more appealing bundles as time goes on because right now like all these new egg shuffles and all the other bundles are like hey you can get this motherboard you probably don't want with this graphics card uh i wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more bundles the way that we traditionally saw bundles if the price does start to go down on these things because they're going to want to try to move them before everything falls out
3: I felt like the point of the shuffle was to try to keep things out of the hands of miners. So in some ways, if pricing is getting better, if availability is getting better, then it does eliminate the need for the shuffle to a degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up real quick is that I wonder how similar this is going to end up being to 2018, right? So remember how that was like horrible. And then all of a sudden we just saw things go on fire sale. Remember that period, Brad, mm-hmm. where like nine oh, yeah. like 900 series cards were just suddenly like $150? Oh, yeah. Like RX 580s are also like $150. So I wonder if it's going to come to a certain point where they just have so much leftover stock that... You are just gonna have like the complete opposite of we what we've been experiencing because they just need to like get that off their shelves.
0: Here's my question though: Do you Mm -hmm. hoard? Because you you, like you know what? (laughs) How many times have we said like, oh, I wish i had bought like ten of those RX580s for hundred (laughs) twenty dollars? Like you just sort of like you know what? If a thirty eighty comes down to. Two hundred dollars. You just feel like I'm just gonna buy one to put on a shelf, you
1: know, or I mean, three to put on thirty-four. 30, 30 it's still it's still amazingly <laughs> really awesome. Oh, thirty-sixty,
0: right? Oh, thirty-six. Yeah, but I'm not cause 30, I'm not gonna buy three thirty-eight to put on the shelf, even okay. if they were at MSRP. Like that's just yeah, not, yeah,
2: yeah, no. Do you know how much money I just put in my gas tank, man? I oh, <laughs> hoarding that on <bunk laughs> graphics card. Yeah, right.
3: Here's the question, though: Like, are we yeah. gonna have to like anticipate this being a problem, like at least for the next? five, ten years where there's just going to be these bust boom cycles of mining? Could be.
2: Yeah, I mean... It feels it, it feels like it, doesn't it? Because this is the third God, time I think this has it's happened. Rough, you know? It's real weird because this time it was obviously everything else in the world going out, exacerbating this. But right. yeah. it's real hard to tell.
1: Yeah, hopefully not as bad in the future, but maybe back to 2018 bad. Uh-huh. So, that I was think, still pretty bad. though. But yeah. I think yeah, it yeah. will happen, though, right? Because, I mean, the same... It's
0: clear we're in that cycle... And mm-hmm. the next time the miners decide to jump in and ruin everything for PC gaming again, it'll happen because there's money to be made doing it. But And, and no, there's nothing AMD or NVIDIA have been able to do to really prevent it. So
2: what well, yeah. could well, you ever do? Well, They do have delayed hash rate technology on NVIDIA side, which is good. It's not fully prevented it, obviously. Look where we're at. Uh, and AMD's cards do have the smaller memory bandwidth to get around it, So or the smaller memory bus widths. Uh, to get around it to some degree, to not be as effective at mining. My question, I suppose the big question for me, is the last one went away, the last surge went away, when it became basically impossible to mine Bitcoin with graphics cards. Uh, Switched over to Ethereum, the world blew up, now everyone's mining Ethereum, but there's a lot of talk, there's been a lot of talk about it for a while, but it's looking like they're pretty serious about moving to proof of stake, which would make it hard to mine Ethereum on graphics cards this year. And if that's true... What comes next? Like, are, is mining just done in the highly profitable way that it's done? Is something gonna come, else going to come up and replace it? Like, that's the kind of stuff I don't even want to try to predict. <laughs>
1: but And we don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, and
0: there's legitimate, you know, political um, uh, implications, too, because the United States is getting ready to pass, you know, what yeah. everybody thinks will be, uh, you know, a, an official. And it, it seems kind of crazy because crypto is – i've always thought to be sort of a stateless you know Mm -hmm. currency or where it's not really a currency some would argue but i just kind of think like the united states is going to insert its nose into this and that's going to make it messy too and of course you know you have other countries that have basically outlawed it china's outlawed you know crypto mining right or crypto i don't know if they've outlawed crypto period or just simply the mining of it there for for you know um environment. I'm not reasons, sure either.
1: But it feels like
0: sure when you have nation states now like hey, we need to put our attention to this, it's going to make it messy too, so.
1: Mm. Uh a couple more points over here. Uh I'm I'm checking evga.com right now and yeah, there's there's two different variants of both the 12 gig 3080 and the 3080ti right right now. You can, you can buy them For right list now. Yeah, this price, yeah, so... The, you heard it the, here, folks. Yeah, there's two FTW, go, go, go. and those, those 3080, 3080 Ti's have been, like, in stock for the past, like, like week-ish. What's the I mean, 3080 go for? Uh, well, the 12-gig 3080's 1300. Uh, oh, it's a 12-gig one, not the original. Yeah, yeah, affordable. not the original one. Yeah, okay. well, okay, so 1300 for the FTW version and uh, 1250 for the XC version, so uh, their stock. Uh, also, <laughs> I, I, I know I keep saying, like user bench but uh, i i was poking around there and looking oh, they God. they have like a, a market share chart that, that kind of mm-hmm. changes yeah and uh all of the all of the newest gpus except for the 6500 xt have had upticks uh the past couple months in like people like benchmarking their their gpus so i, I feel like you know that that's another indication of like oh, okay there's more getting to the hands of of normies yeah no it really feels like it's it's actually really over right I, it,
2: it's still 40% over MSRP in a two-year-old card. I would not call it over, but it feels like it's moving in the right direction. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, but it's at least like, it's like at the end of Poltergeist where, you know, the <laughs> house is, is clear. Spoiler.
1: Spoiler you know? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why
0: I'm always like, you know what? I kind of feel like when I could buy a, a card and just get it at below MSRP, it's like when it's really over, right? Hey, mm-hmm. I've
3: got, the, I've got a, a pressing question for you, Adam. Yes are the gt 1030 still in stock
1: uh i, I saw the 1030 <laughs> pop up no it's like a 7 7 some, 7 10 or something right now that's still in stock but yeah that, <laughs> that right. 1030 I, I did see pop up uh had a nice little heat sink and everything you can oh no actually no hmm.
0: nope not seeing it gt 1030 on new egg for well, that's featured so let's go to lowest selling price and actually Wait, get how much the lower is it? it is 95 dollars. well that's used oh. Oh. I thought I said very used. It's like very good. Uh so you can get a 90, <laughs> very
1: good very good.
0: Uh you can get a an MSI ten thirty um two gigs, ninety seven dollars and fifty nine cents.
3: That's come down. That's come down.
0: Yeah, and that's new. That's not that's not very
1: used. So <laughs> very very good. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, so it's curious because I think people are. I mean, I, I don't think it's like all of a sudden going to crash because now that it's loosening it up or it appears to be loosening up. Obviously, now there is going to be more people getting them, you know. So I don't think it's like immediately going down. It's it's going to kind of you know take a little bit, you know, kind of feel it out. Be like, oh, okay, you know what? Somebody's still willing to pay this price. All right, sure, we'll keep it here for a little bit, you know, and then okay, you know what? No, no one's snagging. Let's let's wait, you know, let's let's drop it down a little bit. So
0: I think it'll be good, too, because I you know, my fear has been all the damage, all the people we've lost from PC gaming over the last 24 months. But I I really think, you know, once people sort of like, hey, their friend tells them at, through discord that, hey, if GPUs are back in stock, then people are going to be really looking to there should be a nice little boom because there will be a lot of people who really need to upgrade. And the upgrades have been put off for 24, more than 24 months now. And, and they're probably 36, I guess. And they're going to really do it. So
1: nice uh i I feel like i did see a question earlier i'm sorry uh essentially about like is is it is it is is now a good time to buy knowing that 40 series is right around the corner because sure things are loosening up but maybe it's also loosening up because people are like eh you know we're gonna wait for 40 series i I think it's loosening
2: up because of miners.
1: you know thing people lose track of is throughout this
2: entire thing like if you follow the prices and follow ethereum and bitcoin prices like they are 100 percent correlated so i think that's why it's loosening up amd and nvidia have been trying as hard as they can to get people as many chips as possible as many graphics cards as possible this entire time uh it's real hard to answer that question because typically like if this was a normal year i'd be like oh you've seen all these rumors for these rdna3 cards and have you seen what you know Moore's Law is dead saying about Lovelace and stuff like that, sit on your card if it's still working for six more months, see what's coming, but at this point, like after coming out of this stretch, if you can find a graphics card you can afford and you'd be happy with it's real hard to turn that down I think
1: yeah so yeah uh also uh Mike Quinton gave us forty dollar or forty five dollars super chat thank you so much uh i I asked for a clarification on, but uh they, they didn't respond I'm just gonna kind of. Read it as as defined. Uh, defined price plunge from eight gigabyte to sixteen gigabyte VRAM and features brings price increase. That's okay. More more horsepower ain't free, but three hundred dollar reduced price on a twelve hundred dollar part is a plunge. I think they're maybe implying that hey, prices even MSRP has been increasing over time. Uh, you know mm. as well. So yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny
0: because when you said 3080 at EVGA, I was like, oh, really? Like $700, you know, 3080? Well, it's an EVGA, so it's going to be a little pricier than, than stock. But when, the 12-gig one was always intended to increase the list price, right? So all those people mm-hmm. who wanted more than 8 gigs, good job. If they, just, <laughs> if they just had the 8-gig 3080, it'd be now down to $800. But now it's $1,200 for your... <laughs> your lousy four gigs that you were screaming about. So I, I do think He's... that the market will probably adjust though. Cause I mean, Nvidia clearly designed that part because their price was too low and they wanted a little more piece of the pie for themselves. And if everybody's going to go, well, hell I'm not going to buy a 3080 class card for $1,200 Then they're going to have to, they'll have to adjust for that going forward.
1: Also, uh, who's this, uh, 8 V, uh, it says uh you know what maybe maybe gordon's right uh uh you know back we said it was a bad time to buy a 20 series because the 30 30 series turned out there you know and that, that didn't really turn out yeah maybe you should have just bought maybe you should have just bought the 20 series <laughs> no and you really mm-hmm. can't predict it right no and,
0: and i yeah I, and i firmly believe if you had bought a 2080 when everybody said to buy the 1080ti you would have been a happier camper because you would not have been able to buy a 3080 you could run DLSS, you could run DLSS 2, and of course you could at least turn on ray tracing in the, the you know, a few games. So to me it was, it always made sense. I, it's always hard to buy old technology for fullest price, so, or near fullest price.
2: Well, as I will say, the 1080Ti is definitely a Hall of Fame contender at this point. Oh, that's cool. That is really good. But you know what? Uh, that's really good. I, you know, But not the 2080. I don't Do
0: you really want that person 90. on your team? like you're going to really be great in the Hall of Fame, but I don't need your old ass on the court. You're like, not cutting it. I mean, you hey, got to hey. do the new. Come on. The, the new play is
1: about DLSS, about upscan, but can you do that? Yeah. No, I'm too old. Tom, Tom Brady's the 1080Ti, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady. Is clearly, arguably the greatest of all time quarterback. I'm no like, fan like, like of the Tom Brady. Raider. Yeah. Go Raiders! But clearly, you would know. You could only argue he's the greatest of all time. Were people jumping to get him on their team? You know, there was some crazy theory that he retired hoping to get on the Niners, which was his fantasy. And the Niners said, "Forget it. We, we already got somebody." So, again, uh, I didn't 1080 Ti was awesome in his day, but I t- 2080. 2080 had way more tricks up its sleeves. It was it was ready for the modern league. That's
1: like that's old school stuff. <laughs> okay. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, uh anything else, else about GPU prices uh or anything like that? No.
2: I'm not I'm not waiting until this Tom Brady and ten eighty T I versus twenty eighty talk because that touches a lot of emotional triggers for me. So
1: <laughs> it was a fumble, Brad. A fumble. <laughs> uh, okay. Um oh sorry, also a five dollar super chat from VC Jester said, Bring PC people back. No way, once they go console, they'll never go back. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Uh <laughs> Alright, well, let's, uh, let's switch over to, to Q&A. Uh, if you have a question that, that you want to be, uh, that you want answered right now, uh, then, then ask it in the chat, uh, at PC World so I can see it. Uh, if you're watching or listening to this later, then, uh, go to the link in our description for the Full Nerd Discord. Awesome place. I'm always surprised by how cool and genuine everyone is in there. Uh, I think we have a, a great little community built, built out. Uh, but there is a, a little channel in there for, uh, Full Nerd questions that I will, uh, Hopefully, you know, get to on the show. Um, I do have one that was from earlier in the show, but I was holding for later. Uh, Beltazor asked, uh, is it worth getting an i5 right now? Is it worth getting an i5-10400F for $150?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you need a really fast CPU gaming, especially for what that's sort of good Mm. for, paired with a mid-range board, I would say, yeah, I, I... you mean ten, f- 10 four hundred F, not twelve
3: four hundred F. Yeah, yeah my question is that, is that do you already have a oh, 10, graphics 10, card? F. If you don't have a graphics card, I don't know. If you already have one, then yeah, not too bad.
2: <sighs> well, yeah. if you already have the, the question is if it's if he's dropping it or they're dropping it into their motherboard because no, it sounds would, like it's a and, new purchase. If it's a new purchase, one hundred and fifty dollars for a ten four hundred F would be fine i think for a lot of stuff i think you would not necessarily be disappointed in that if you are understanding that it's a budget build but if you have a couple more dollars uh the 12400f is 170 i think i just saw 180 so just 20 more bucks and it's the most modern one i would probably try to go that way
0: yeah and then sort of i would agree with brad too because your 12th gen is a significant better core than than the 10th gen cores and with a ten four hundred F, you're basically you got one move. If you ever did, you know, not everybody plans for upgrades. You could go to an eleventh gen. Mm. Um, at least if you you spend a little more for that twelfth gen, you have a f- fantastic CPU. Now you can move into a bigger twelfth gen, or maybe later on move into a thirteenth gen. So I, I I would recommend that personally. Kyle.
3: Yeah, my question, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of context missing because. I'm guessing this question came up when we were talking about the announcements of AMD chips. So yes. I'm wondering if they're asking in comparison to that. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that they're asking about a chip that's two gen, two generations old at this point makes me wonder if they're on a tight budget. So I also wonder if they one they can afford the upgrade to 12 mm-hmm. gen, and then two, like if you're on that tight of a budget, you may end up want you may want to look at. Um, what was it? The one hundred and fifty-four dollar forty-six hundred G. So, like, if you're starting from scratch and you don't want to pay the crazy prices for a graphics discrete graphics card just yet, that may be something to look into as well. Because at least with AM four platform, you can always swap that later when you can afford to get, you know, discrete graphics card and a better chip. So, a few different ways you could go with this, honestly.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, depending on the circumstances like you said there's a lot of context like if you wind up getting it i wouldn't tell somebody not to buy a ten four hundred f if it meets their contextual circumstances for whatever reason like yes i think these other chips are better options but for whatever reason like it's 12 F 400 nothing i think you'll be happy with it
0: yeah nice is it 140 or 150 <clears throat> the person's talking about they
1: said 150 so yeah. I, and i don't know where they're based uh, it, uh the chat did mention maybe it might be hard to find good boards for, uh, yeah, because it's, like, like old now. Older him. Uh, okay. Um, B Maj uh, over in YouTube chat asked, uh, am I crazy to be considering an OLED TV for a PC monitor?
3: No, not crazy.
2: Courtney, People do you, you, do it. The yeah, concern is burn-in.
3: Also, uh, the other problem, too, is that they're so large that having it that close to your face can be a little awkward. So you, if you're interested in it, I would look at a bunch of the YouTube videos where it was really popular for a while to cover that. Um, I think this year as the LG came out with, they're coming out with a 42 inch finally. So it's not quite as crazy large as the 48s because that for a long time, you can only get 48 as the smallest size, but you might want to go through those videos just to get a sense of what other people have experienced, how they feel about having that much like real estate that close, Mm. you know, the other problems like Brad mentioned with burning and all of that too.
1: I feel like I haven't had too many people talk about burn-in like console users on the you know living room TV. So, but uh, you know, well, there's
2: know. a there's a difference between consoles yeah. and TV as opposed to having the taskbar on your screen the entire time. Yeah. Let's say and all the browser yeah. elements and stuff. For sure.
0: Yeah, I think the only other thing I would advise you to do is do careful research to make sure that the OLED because there are a lot of really low cost OLEDs now you want to make sure that OLED isn't terrible for gaming because there's just a lot of input lag on TVs because they're not really made for um, playing games on. But it's something a lot of the, the TV makers have focused a little more on because of consoles. Um, so you want to make sure that the one you get isn't just atrocious at uh, input lag.
2: I don't think it's a crazy idea to get back at the root question because I've been considering getting one of those LG C whatever oled tvs for myself for gaming because they have g-sync built in and stuff like that even so
0: would you really sit in front of it with your desktop
2: uh i'm not sure i would have to see it in the action i would definitely use it for at least a gaming monitor i'll say that
3: mm.
2: you know it's funny because oh. remember when they showed off bfg oh,
0: God. Mm-hmm. yeah they really thought like oh well it's like a 10-foot interface i was like no i want to sit like I want it, like, in my <laughs> face. Like, all I really I said that at the briefing, right yeah. Here. I said it because I I really, you know, there's, it was nice.
3: Wait, <laughs> Gordon, didn't did you ever... just say earlier in the show that 4K gaming is for chumps?
1: It is. He did, yep. <laughs> well, he is a chump. He's allowed to be a chump as well. <laughs> don't,
0: don't deny him his ability to be a chump. You know, but, you know, BFGs <laughs> with G-Sync and, you know, they were, I mean, the, the zone lighting wasn't the greatest, but it's sort of it was pretty bad. It, it was dressed, real good, though. It, it is really good, so it is not like hooking it up to the Costco special TV
1: <laughs> and trying to game it. Uh, day, you don't so.
3: believe in the three hundred dollar TLC specials?
1: Hey, I, I love my TLC. Uh, friend of the show, Retro Sean says uh, Arding's has a cat uh, rather. Uh, Artings, uh, has a category of TV reviews that are for TVs that work well as computer monitors. So I like Arding's. I think it's a, mm-hmm. a good a good place to start. Uh, so nice. Okay. That's-
2: I'm going to do some self-promotion real quick, and we're actually going to be putting up our first monitor review in like a decade this week. We're starting to get into monitor what? reviews, so we'll be able to... Our teens kicks butt. I'm still going to be reading them religiously, but pretty soon we'll be seeing them on PC World,
1: too. Are you focusing on gaming, on desktop use, on, on what? What's the focus? Mixture.
2: Mixture. Mixture.
1: Cool. Fun. I dig it. I, uh, is there any, anybody people are familiar with here on the show?
2: Uh, a guy right? named Matt Smith is going to be starting Smith? it with oh, us. Okay. He's oh, awesome. he's, uh, he's done a lot of the monitor and display coverage we've done recently. He's really into it, so couldn't ask for a better person. Cool. Damn.
0: Uh, I, this, I was just looking at this story. It was like save 180 on a on a Samsung 980 Pro SSD. I thought it was like 180, but it's like no, it's it's 250. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Um, Met, Met Metusius Bobber said uh, is Rapper is Raptor like. Rumored performance worth skipping on Alder Lake and all its uh, teething problems. I I'm not sure of what teething problems your Windows 11 and you know,
2: well,
0: all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's always better to wait, um, and it almost always gets better because that's not how they get your money. If it doesn't get better, (laughs) so it just depends on how if you're sitting there with the you know, with a ninth-gen system, yeah, sure, I would sit and wait, because, you know, arguably, if you're mostly playing games and doing normal stuff, I would
1: wait, because why not, right? There is, is Raptor Lake is but is a few months away. You could always buy into it, especially if you're going DDR5, and, you know, it's it's drop-in, right?
0: Yeah, but I, I guess the thing is, if you're on a pretty modern <laughs> piece of hardware, and it's not going to hurt you too much, it feels like you're sort of in that envelope of, of waiting a little bit to see. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you're not going to feel bad with 12th Gen from a 9th Gen is a serious step-up performance, If depending on what you do, right? So,
2: Link could going be out for a while. I'd be surprised if it came out before early fall to early winter at the earliest. Uh, and rumors, man, like I would not put so much faith into rumors. There's been plenty of times when rumors get wrong. Like if you need a new part now, just get your new part now.
0: It just comes down to how much you can live with what you
2: have.
1: Oh, uh, and Darkham clarifies I, I, I did see this video. Uh, Jay over at Jay's Two Cents uh, had a video talking about issues with the high-speed DDR5 on Alder Lake, things like that. So,
0: yeah, you know, when you really sort of are That's standard. pushing the envelope on brand new memory, new me- everything is new. Yeah, no, the, if, yeah, for memory, yeah, it's it's a new memory standard. The memory makers are still figuring it out everybody on the board makers are still figuring it out the IMC is probably you know gonna get better eventually but I again if you're running not on the edge then it's perfectly fine uh, if if there were the issues that some people might take that to be if you're assuming the edge case is applying to everybody that's that's not that's not what it is
1: true uh JanTube uh asks uh do you think there will be a better APU for AM four sockets in the future? Or do you think this is I it? think
2: I think you're looking at the end of it.
1: Oh for oh for AM4.
0: Yeah, AM4. I, I, I doubt they're gonna come back and revisit. It. it just doesn't make any sense.
2: This is the Swan Song, I think. This is the the low end parts, these are what we're getting. Then it's gonna be AM five with Ryzen seven thousand in November or whatever.
0: Unless it's a coexisting part, I suppose you could sort of leverage. So, like, if AM5 is going to shoot for the moon, DDR5, I just, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, they sort of implied already that it's going to kind of coexist, AM4 and AM5, so like their DDR4 (laughs) play is by an AM4 system, and (laughs) you could see, like, hey, maybe we have enough dies now to make an APU, so like Ryzen 6000 down into, so it is possible.
3: I mean... I think it's going to probably depend on like how much they can produce and the state of the world, right? I think that's going to dictate a little bit of the strategy around that, is my guess.
2: I wouldn't yeah. put my money on it. I, I wouldn't I, either. I'm going to save out of the 50, realm
3: 50 of possibility, Because the world's weird right now, still.
0: What? I'm, I'm going to change my mind and say there is a possibility. I'm going to, I'm going to say there's a. I'm going to say there that was is quick. a. That was like a, a Tom Brady kind of turnaround. Well, because yeah, I mean, it turns out can't go to the Niners. I'm still. Hey Tom, I got your stuff from the locker. Oh no, just bring it back. What? I just I cleared it out. We just hired this other. We drafted. Oh uh, no, it's all right. Um, no, I just I think there's like a. I think if they're really going to pursue. Uh, a, you know, sort of AM4 and AM5. So AM4 handles DDR4 lower cost. APUs don't go into high end, um, initially. So I would think there, are, I would give it a 60% chance you will see a Ryzen 6000 with
2: RDNA 2. Yeah, so high. that's a
0: little bit more than 50 50, right? Cause I don't, I don't know, but yeah. I actually think there's yeah. a, there is a chance because, and especially if we're looking at six or eight months from now, world will be different, maybe world is overflowing with, with dyes, and it could – you know, if you did a Ryzen 6000 in DDR4, even though DDR5 would be better, that that could be a pretty pretty decent part. But, you know, again, this is, this is one of the things where you don't just – you don't design things in a vacuum because, you know, you could, like, hey, we're going to do Ryzen 6000 in DDR4 and, like, oh, look at Raptor Lake's uh, IGP. They're <laughs> just smoking, like – there's, like, no point in doing this because we'd get crushed then you kind of mm-hmm. got to throw everything away and start over again i would think but yeah. or just hide yeah. it
1: yeah we'll see uh okay we got a funny one from a friend of the show bore zero uh says uh they are on a gtx 970 uh an overdue for an upgrade i'm seriously planning on buying three gpus one for gaming one as a backup and a third one to scalp in 2025 during the next wave of mining. <laughs> am i a genius or a moron Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A genius moron. <laughs> Brilliantly yeah. stupid.
0: Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it. I just, there's just, you can't predict what, what it's going to be. And, and it only gets better. Of course, we say that. And look, if you really had bought 10 RX 580s, you could have sold them for bank over the last, last two years. So I, mean, I can't, yeah. I can't say no. I mean, that sounds to me on the face of it. And like, no, that is just dumb oh, man, I should have bought gold slash crypto slash GPUs and just put them in the garage. Dogecoin. I can't, you know, don't don't leave it. Don't ask me.
2: <laughs> I think it does drive home that. Definitely try to... A lot of people flip their last graphics card to cut out the cost of the next one. Like, if your chip doesn't have integrated graphics and you don't have a HDMI port in your motherboard, it's really worthwhile to try to keep an extra graphics card laying around your house just in case because... I know more than one person whose graphics card died over the last ninety or month, a year and a half, and they've just been out of luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. So backup's not a bad idea, but I don't know if I'd necessarily go buy one. But I'd keep my old card around.
1: Is the sixty five hundred XT a good backup card? <laughs> if, if it drops, <laughs> <laughs> say say you know say they 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 lower the price to like one twenty. Like, oh, you know yeah. what, I'll have a 6500 yeah. XT just a just as, you know, a backup card if mm-hmm. if I need to test something. I,
2: I, I would answer that, but I feel like the last couple of years has got me into a hoarder mentality. So <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that without bias. But it just
0: feels like, I mean, I think that's the one thing is people were, I felt, were overly negative on the 6500 XT. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it was like getting a 1060. If you could get a 1060 for a hundred faster twenty dollars, then how could you say no to that, right? So mm. that's a good spare card. Although I wouldn't I wouldn't buy one just to have I I'm or really look, I'm really looking forward to the day where hey I'm I'm buying the new forty sixty. Do you want my and then you just give your old you know your old GPU to somebody to start yeah. a gamer who would right. who previously would never have been able to afford gaming or get into it. So now so that those floodgates can open up again, and we get a whole new generation of people that you are helping to to get into PC gaming and sustain it. So that mm-hmm. that can come back. That'll be good. I am looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of people out there uh, looking for GPUs. Um, Here is a good one from uh, Viking Berserker over on Discord. Uh, as a new guy to the show, where uh, welcome, thank you for for listening. Uh, where can I get an explanation of the abbreviations we use constantly on the show, like RGB? Does that's PC World question. have a good explainer for you know? I might all the- have
3: suggested a glossary to Brad at one point, but we haven't gotten that far yet.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. Sort of like stay tuned to PCWorld.com for a helpful explainer for millennia. E. For all the yeah, I mean, for Thank new- you
3: for helping me make my case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would you
0: have on there? You'd have all the. the- all the acronyms: PCIe, All
3: the common, yeah,
0: CPU. CPU,
3: CPU, PCIe, NVMe, RGB. Oh, that's really AIO, useful. CLC. Uh, that, is,
0: that would be a very valuable service for, because you know, I think the, the the good thing is most people they go and they look up PCIe. You immediately end up in the Wikipedia page, and like it's like, uh, and yeah, it's nine thousand words, it's super
3: and, technical, and they
0: just want to be able to know what it means so that they don't feel in like, context.
3: Yeah, they're like, yes, what yeah, are you it's talking really about? Rough.
0: Yeah, so rough
3: because like you go look up NVMe or PCI on Wikipedia and what they do is they explain it like in an engineering technical way. And like as a normal person, you're like, but yeah, but what does that mean? Like, why do I mm -hmm. want it on my motherboard? I don't understand this at all. Mm -hmm. And it's really it is really difficult. It's really tough. You have to like find people who can like explain it to you or you have to watch enough videos or read enough stuff that you kind of pick it up through osmosis. But that takes a while sometimes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it would be for like if you're going to a trade show cocktail party like you're a normal person so you're bringing your your partner there and they have no they don't care what you do but they wouldn't be able to understand what they're talking about they get pr- mm-hmm. oh yeah PCIe gen 5 mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to that
1: <laughs> actually uh who's a toby treat has a has a, a a cool idea uh having like a pop out key on your site so if you hover over ho- hover over abbreviation it just pops up the oh, a little cool. explainer that would be cool um and that they Viking Berserker responds. Thank you, but uh, Bimaj in the chat says, uh, "I think this is uh, Elena's alt account. Uh, you know, trying to get her, <laughs> trying to get her ideas pitched." <laughs> uh, also, um, yeah, I, I'll say uh, Keith made a video for us last year about like all the GPU terminology. Uh, yeah, really that, that was kind of interesting. So, if if you're looking at like GPU specific terminology and and what all that means. Uh, I don't even know what GPU
2: specific terminology means, Adam. That's the whole point. Uh, there you go. <laughs> What's a yeah.
1: GPU? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Graphics card <laughs> terminology. <laughs> Crap. I don't know if I labeled it like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Ian Cutrus here uh, said, "What, what did yeah. I miss? Um, you missed it all." So. The, yeah, Well new
0: analyst. Yep. Hey, hey, An influencer analyst. Yes. Influencer analyst uh okay uh another question over here you know ian's ian so for people who don't know ian is basically gonna be a hanging shingle up gonna be an analyst uh and he's his go watch again go watch tech tech potato look at his channel uh, like and subscribe mash that bell uh he's gonna be doing video sort of stuff you could be the first ian i'm gonna suggest this the first tech analyst on twitch like full-on Twitch style <laughs> with a flat brim hat and the little animations a sort be- of like in the jars <laughs> that yeah, kind of like they need a beanie <laughs> I watch there's a few like there's a few gamers I watch on on, and it's like it's really cool. Like I, could you imagine? Like and then they like, oh, great tip! You asked about the
1: Intel's new eMIB. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the best channel over there. They probably used that. I mean It's going to blow up. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, Dark Helmet, friend of the show. Dark Helmet has a good question for Gordon. Uh, since you're already using Topaz Gigapixel as part of your benchmark suite, would you ever consider adding Topaz Video Enhance AI? As a user of this application, I've observed that CPU and GPU seem to impact its performance, so it might make an interesting addition to your uh, your testing.
0: I actually did video enhance probably two two laptop CPUs ago, um, and I I really really love the the Topaz stuff because it is actually a, a a practical application of you know AI applied to video and still. I have sort of backed off of trying to use it as a benchmark because it's been moving. They update it like every three weeks and the results just get like thrown out and things get really, really wacky. I'd like it to settle down. They, they have also been working overtime to add support for M1 to improve performance on Mac. It's just, it's just moving way too fast. So one way you could do it is just like, Hey, I'm just going to use this topaz from two or, you know, 14 months ago freeze that not have it download any models but then what the hell does that even tell me right so i i just it's it's a little hard to use as a benchmark and i have in fact you noticed the last time i didn't run gigapixel because it was like every time i had to rebuild everything to try to test and then it was it was the version had changed so many times that it just it got very hard to use so mm-hmm. but i i do love it and I, it's it's a, once it sort of
1: stabilizes a little
0: more i i will get back to it hopefully
1: hmm. okay uh really good question from a friend of the show cause we well we got to come over here and then we'll get out of here uh looking at this from a uh prosumer point of view given all the outcry on threadripper pro 5000 at least starting out oem only is there even a market for threadripper anymore uh yeah uh besides somebody just trying to flex. I can build a 2 system 5900 100X uh, cheaper than a a suitable single 3660X build. What do you think?
0: I think there's definitely a real market here and the 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 all good news for AMD is it's a market that has no problems paying $25,000 for a computer that is essentially a super beefed up desktop, right? Uh, so that is a that's that's a good place to be. Um, when you're, again, selling to to Shell and BP and, and big companies like that, that's, that's a really good revenue driver. Is there a need for consumers? You know, arguably far less, probably not worth R&D right now. Um, it might happen one day. I do think, though, again, if you really need 64 cores and you're – the bummer thing is the plain Threadripper for sort of like the home, you know, render artist – Yeah, it's gonna get more expensive. But you could then you could also justify buying one of these expensive OEM boxes instead of building it yourself. So it's it's just tough. There I I agree, I don't think there's much there. And I know a lot of people are like, Well, why aren't you selling this AMD? It's like because we would never make the money back from the five hundred we sell. It's just not it's just not worth it there. But clearly when they're selling it through Lenovo and eventually through other OEMs it's there's real money there so it's just there isn't there it's just sort of a a not a good place right now to play around in
1: yeah ian backs set up he says there's a big 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 market for threadripper system integrators have so much demand not a not enough supply yeah so it's just not
0: and then you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go there go go full on a channel epic right i mean there are there are pretty much epics right so i I don't think playing threadripper makes sense anymore right now because it's just not most people most consumers still don't need more than sixteen cores.
1: Yeah, I, well, it's the core count, and I mean, I think the other part is the PCI lanes too. Like that's you know, I yeah. mean, that was something I I was concerned about for for this upcoming build. Um, yeah, ATDT yeah. is kind of like it's a little little bit in a bad
0: spot right now. But you know, you can almost see like Threadripper was also was also there to 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 crap all over Intel's ATT parts that they had out yep. there and they were selling and was a good moneymaker. Threader came out and basically squashed them. So.
1: Yep. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Uh, the the Arlis, uh asked, does it ever make sense to upgrade a motherboard? I have a Corsair 6 Hero, and I was looking at the Gigabyte Arrow GX570S. Other than more M.2, is it worth the upgrade? They run a 3800X and a 6800XT. They edit podcasts and game occasionally.
2: Only for the features. Yeah, Like, if you needed more M.2 drives, then that's a viable reason to update. If you needed a different, yeah, different ports or different PCIe lane configurations and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like... That's the reason to upgrade. But if it's just like a lateral move, it's a lateral move. You're just wasting your money.
0: Yeah. And then I, I even then, it's just like the wonderful thing about buying a normal ATX board is you have PCIe lanes. So you need more M.2, get a PCIe adding card with M.2. You need yeah. 10 gig Ethernet, get an adding yep. card. right? So that's, yeah. to me, it never makes sense unless you're moving a
3: mm-hmm.
0: whole new to a whole new uh, design.
3: It's, it's like the, the times you would do it is like if you have like some crazy compact small form factor build and there's no way to do like adding cards to get those features and you just have money to just like toss into the wind, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, actually, there is one le- <clears throat> there is one legitimate reason that we did leave off that you do want to upgrade your motherboard for and it is completely justifiable and that is for some cool RGB feature.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: got to admit, right? Like, yeah. I, I really like the motherboard. RGB headers. Those new motherboards are just like they are full on Blade Runner ads running down <laughs> the side of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can if I can just if I want that if that's what gets me off then hell yeah that that's yeah. worth it
1: for an
0: additional M. dot <laughs> two slot no but yeah for the, for the RGB <laughs> no, I think that's that's I think that's fully defensible. <laughs>
2: I mean, don't you? Yeah. You sure. It's uh, your
3: money. You can spend it how you like.
2: <laughs> I, I paid to get some strips around the outside of mine because it sparks joy, and it was good money. I don't know if I'd upgrade my whole motherboard for it, but if that's the only way to do it, why not? You just look at the thing every day. Well, some of these motherboards, Again, it's though. a feature.
0: Yeah, it's a feature. That are, those, I mean, they really, they're whatever. I think that the, that Z690 uh, Asus board that I, I use in the review was like full-on rgb across all the vrms it was
3: how much how much money was that board like six hundred dollars yeah five (laughs) hundred dollars
0: yeah it was like six hundred dollars but
3: i hope you got six hundred dollars worth of rgb
0: yeah because you can't i mean that's i I i'm actually surprised nobody makes sort of well i'm sure somebody does but you would just think they'd have like a an add-on you slap on top of there for the because we are clearly where you're like adam just bought that ram rgb thing so that's oh it. yeah.
3: It's a display, not RGB. Yeah, but you yeah, could probably have it flash different colors if you really wanted to. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh
1: okay, a couple more. Uh Nutty Hyper One uh asked since we are on uh seventeen hundred pins on Intel and AM five will be seventeen eighteen pins, uh and Epic has four thousand ninety-six pins. How far uh are we gonna get uh do do we ever get to, to like a sixteen thousand pin? What do you think? Do you think pin count's only going to get higher and higher? It can only get so
2: physically small. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think they... I think... Yeah, I would think at that density, we would... You'd be looking at permanent... um, It will not be the PC we think of at that point. So Mm -hmm. that'd be my guess.
1: Okay. Uh... Let's see, uh, last one, CosMC has another good one. Uh, Did uh, AMD truly fulfill its promise to include RT across the entire product stack, or should they be eating paper?
2: They did, they all have RT cores in them. Uh, Even the 6500 XT has RT cores in them. Uh, It's nothing you probably want to run, short of some sort of upscaling technology. But once that Radeon super resolution does wind up coming out, it could very well make it more viable. So the fact that it has RT hardware in there, all these companies are just, you know, adding their upscaling things as they can. So they did. Same with NVIDIA. It's it's truly the first fully RT generation.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. 3050 was low end, right? There was no... Yep. For Although, him. well, I guess his mobile doesn't count. Because MX 550...
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that, that doesn't, doesn't count, count. it's an mx anyway it's not rtx yeah. or geforce uh what was i about to say i totally forget something but yeah so even on like the 6500 xt if you go to play with the you know like we were saying the the terms that it's good with if you go to play shadow of the tomb raider and turn on the ray trace shadows on medium like you can do that so it it definitely is in there it definitely works in most games you're not going to want to crank it up but it's in there so i think they deserve kudos for that as does NVIDIA.
1: Alright. Uh last fun one from uh perpetual friend of the show, VC Jester. Are there any real uses for landline phones in hotel rooms anymore other than to call the front desk or getting the hotel address off of it while ordering delivery? Sometimes no. I
2: forget my charger at home.
1: Really?
0: So then you have yeah, to use the landline first. to call? And you remember yeah. those numbers? I you know the important people's in my life for stuff. Yeah, I I, I think there it'll it'll never go away, away either because if there's an emergency, the resident is – they need to be able to contact the front desk. So it, it's yeah. always going to be there. There's no extra cost out of it. But it's – other than that, well, they are useful to call, like, people like, hey, I'm going to the bar. You call their room. But even now, it's like you send them a text message. So it's yeah. –
2: yeah.
0: But mostly for well, emergencies.
2: One of the times I forgot my charger, it was like at a – beach place and everything where there was nowhere to go buy a charger for or whatever. And so, you know, the hotel still had the, you know, here's all the local pizza places that get slipped under the door and stuff. And you could use the landline phone to still get pizza, still do all that kind of stuff. So I don't mind having a landline phone when I'm traveling, just in case.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm going to bring up an old timer story. We used to go to trade shows and then we would would use, (laughs) but when we would go, we would use the landline to do the dial up modem. Oh yeah. fancy. Yeah, that's because that's the way it was back then.
3: <laughs> so that's
0: right, a call back right love
1: there. there. Uh okay. Uh let's uh let's get out of here. Oh, LaSalle Rhymes III, uh friend of the show gave us five dollar super chat. Thank you so much. Said great show. Thanks for explaining the new chips coming out anytime. That's that's why we're here. That's why we're here, right Gordon? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I and
0: I I am gonna actually I'm gonna to i I've been stewing on this now. Now that I've thought about it. <laughs> I'm gonna make a prediction. We will see. A, a Ryzen 6000 RDNA 2 GPU in AM4. Because it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Get one more out of mm. it. Wait, to we'll get be my document
3: open so we can add this. <laughs> Please. Please. AM5 and
0: DDR5 will not be reasonably priced, feels like, until mid-next year, right? I mean, yeah. It's, it's going to be a high-end platform. DDR5 is not going to get that much better, even though it's better for the art. I But yeah, that's a tough one because they give up memory bandwidth
2: to make it affordable. But... But you also have to consider that the laptops just moved, the laptops that just moved, long, switched exclusively right. to DDR5 because they have the RDNA2 and it needs the higher memory bandwidth. So if the next-gen desktop APUs also have RDNA2, then it might be hard for them to support that with DDR4 without choking it off.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. That's that, that's why we <laughs> make these predictions. Just Because if they <laughs> do it, it'll be contingent on what Intel has at the time, too. Because, mm-hmm. but, I mean... Our DNA should be a nice beefy. Uh, but then, yeah, DDR. Uh, okay, I'm still sticking to that anyway. I think Do it's it. going to happen. You already Do said it. You it. already said paper. Paper. I can't, can't take a it. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's get us out of here. So check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you are in one of those services, please do leave a review. Every time you do, someone explains at a party what RGB is. Same questions and comments to the Full Nerd <laughs> at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. RGB is my favorite rapper. <laughs> Eleni, he will now tell you her favorite RGB color. All of them. And Ann and Patrick right. Murray will be switching us to RGB. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, Live build <laughs> tomorrow, 1 p.m. PST. Come join us. It's, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Nope, snap PST. P-T. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anyway, thank you, everybody. See you later. Bye. Whoop, I didn't switch. There we go. <laughs> switching to
0: RGB mode, all black. Hmm.